Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. We are back to go over a Sunderland match, World Cup or not. We're back to do that, and we are pleased that Sunderland could give us a win to talk about. A nice, comfortable 3-0 win. So we're going to do that. Uh, Join myself, Stephen Goldsmith, as always, is Gareth Berger. Good evening. Good evening. Enjoying the World Cup, Gareth? That's yeah, all right. I mean, it's, it's I think, it's, funny been, one, I think isn't it? it's been brilliant. I think it's been I don't, really, I don't know. really good. I haven't. I don't feel I've seen like enough of it to decide whether it's been good or not. Um, it just it's like one. Of, it's one of them because like obviously if you're at work or whatever, like by the time you get home, all the games have been on. So then it's like there's one game left. It's working o'clock. from home is the is the answer. Well, solution to that. Sometimes, well, I mean, I, yeah, I can sometimes, but you well, know, I haven't got the luxury of being able to go home. Mm. Well, yeah, I haven't got the luxury, unfortunately, of being, being able to go. I changed jobs in a couple of months ago, where and I used to be able to work three days from home. Now I only get two, but there's more stipulations in place around it, so sometimes I only get one. So it's not ideal, but you know, the kids say it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, James Hunter from the Chronicle is is joining us to to look back at this Sunderland game. What about yourself, James? World Cup fever in your in your good evening, wedding? gentlemen. World Cup fever in my household, <laughs> not so much. Uh, I do have yeah. the luxury of working from home, um, so I've watched a lot of the games. Um, I've, I've enjoyed the football actually; it's been good. Been good. I think it's been quite, really quite good. Enjoyed it. Some good standard from some of these teams who've been written off by. By people in England going well as a time of recording. Um, yeah, some people yeah. listening to this might. I oh, know they don't play a Saturday, so yeah. Why you would listen to this on Saturday, but you might be on Sunday, um, <laughs> next Monday for us again, isn't it? Now, which is good because it just it just avoids England's quarterfinal altogether, which is a which is a good thing. Um, decent weekend as well for for Sunderland related people. Josh Kelly won the British um, title as well, so good to see him back. Um, doing his thing on the boxing circuit. Um, yeah, so that's good, isn't it? With Jordan Henderson scoring for England as well and Pickford with that crucial save at 0-0. So, the England, and all that. England captain who lives in um, Castle Eden. Shall we claim him as a... Um, yeah, yeah. Let's claim him England. They had a good... Yeah. Uh, well, they had an unbelievable, unbelievable um, result in Pakistan this morning, mm. so... Well, Paul, isn't well Paul Collingwood like the, the yeah, assistant ben, yeah, but yeah, coach or something? The coach, yeah. There you go. So, yeah well and he, he is a well clear Sunderland fan. Yeah, yeah, so well done to him. <laughs> Anyone else? 
Achilles Scott won, well. the jungle, won, won the yeah. jungle last Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. We're doing well. We're doing well. The Macams are doing really well. So uh, a group of them who did do well, um, Saturday, 3-0, which was... Um, if ever there's been a game of two halves, <laughs> this would this would definitely be one of them. A rusty start. I think the players probably looked like they could have done without it. They were possibly happy sitting watching other players play because um, it was the only championship game, of course, because it, it was our game in hand. Um, and I mean, first half, James Millwall, big units, weren't they? Big lads playing for them all over the pitch. They were really clever with the way they won free kicks, I thought. Um, and our players were really naive and, and giving them the opportunity to go down. Every time the, the fella touched, they were going down. And we were allowed ourselves to get involved in that in a, in a physical battle in the first half. And we, we needed half time for most of it, I thought. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought Sunderland were, were really disappointing in that first half. They looked like they were playing Millwall's reputation, really. Millwall uh, looked faster and stronger than them. Um, they won virtually every every header in the middle of the park. You know, the midfield never got on, on the ball. Um, the referee started out giving nearly every free kick Millwall's way and then finished up turning, turning after that. Um, he gave every free kick either way, you know, he wouldn't allow any contact after that. So it all got a, um, a bit frustrating in that that first half. Um, but some of them were definitely second best and, uh, you know, uh, could easily have gone in behind. Obviously, there was that big uh, mistake of uh, Anthony Patterson's on the stroke of half time, playing the, kicking the ball to... Um, uh, it was Fleming, the wasn't Dutch, it? The Dutch <laughs> lad, couldn't remember Fleming, yeah. Uh, Fleming, the the of all of the players, you wouldn't want it to fall though. Because I was really looking forward to watching him play because he's a, yeah. he's got a big reputation, isn't he? And he's been linked with Premier League yeah. moves. But I thought he was, he was, he was poor for most of the game. I thought, but uh, he was, he yeah. was um, heart, heart, and mouth, heart and mouth yeah. moment. So that was a, that was a heart and mouth moment, and the one that was cleared off the, off the line by uh, Danny Bath as well. You know, so um, so Millwall had the moments in that first half, but like you say, in the second half it was a different story, and Sunderland got their act together and really uh, really did come on. And while you might say that three 0 flattered them at, at the end, the um, you know the, the the three goals, but uh, I think they deserved to win overall, um, even if. Possibly, as I say, the three goals were possibly a little bit, uh, uh, put a bit of a gloss on it for them. I thought that, you know, and, you know, we, we've mentioned that when we spoke about the Cardiff loss and, and um, you know, the the decisions Tony Moore made about the team selection, how that led us down. And I thought in that first half, Danny Bart and Corey Evans really dragged someone through the halftime. I thought they were both, again, absolutely excellent the two of them and um, yeah and you know they were the two experienced players who, who got some of them younger ones because I say I, first half if you, you know one word to describe our play in the first half would be naive in my opinion we we, we got involved when we didn't need to be getting involved yeah that's what I yeah. took from it I didn't think we were I didn't think we were like horrendous in the first half I know we did get we weren't at our best we got bullied we got bullied by them and I, I just felt um... we I mean, they lost all of the person apart from Evans and Bart. I thought they lost all of the person. I thought I thought Sims won a fair few headers up against that big freak at the back. Sims had a good game, to be fair. Yeah, and yeah. He, he won. He won yeah. a lot of the ball, but um, and we had, you know, we had our moments. Um, you know, for a spell, and Ahmad had that chance where 
I know Miggy on the reaction said he was right behind it and thought he should have hit his first time. And it looked like he should have hit his first time, but it asked it right at the side of it and the way it kind of <clears throat> came to him. It, it it didn't I know he's only six yards out, but it, it didn't it didn't like fall right onto his foot. It was a bit he probably could have stabbed at it maybe, rather than like had a like a sort of normal strike of the ball. Um, which is why he obviously had to take the touch, but obviously he took the touch inside rather than away from him, and then he had to, he got blocked out. So, um, yeah, I see, it weren't our best at all in the first half, but you know, we weren't. I, didn't, I don't think we were like lacked the ability to compete in the game, <clears throat> personally, but. I just thought, like yeah. I said, I, I just think we 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 gone better. I mean, in the second half, James, it wasn't like a massive, you know, tactical switch or anything. It was it was just it seemed clear that the players had got the message to just play their own, stop playing their own game, and 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 do what they're good at, and not get involved. And you know, I think the, the players were braver on the ball, started taking the man on more, started moving the ball quicker. And uh, yeah. the the individual quality shone through. I thought second half, Sunderland looked like they had better footballers in Millwall. Yeah, I mean they had to they had to compete better and, and win the ball. I think that was that was the, the key thing that you know in the first half, like you said, Danny Danny Bart and Corey Evans were doing that. In the second half, um, you know, probably half a dozen of the players stepped up to to the plate and, and were doing doing that, and that allowed um, Sunderland's individual quality then to to come through. I just think in that first half, um, I mean. People like Jack Clark were quite quiet. People like um, Dan Neal were very quiet. They, they they did much better in the in the second half, and that that's it can be fine margins, and that that uh, makes the difference, you know. The I mean, after we got the the second goal, they didn't really. I mean, they weren't much of a threat um, second half anyway, Millwall. And then when we got the second, they had that header off the line. Uh, yeah, lesser lesser spotted man on the post. That must Excellent, have been by the way. That wasn't it. The yeah. he, he really really leapt to the, to get right <laughs> up in the top corner. Neil Laird, didn't he? I was yeah. really because yeah. I'm behind. I'm I'm behind that, and I yeah. thought it was yeah. an outstanding bit of defending. Yeah. yeah, but he. Yeah, I mean, we just it was good because you know that talked about the fact we've thrown away leads from dominant positions in games a few times this season. Um, and recently, when we've got ourselves a lead, um, you know, look, you look at Huddersfield and Birmingham, and at the weekend, got ourselves ahead, and then, you know, we we seem to be learning how to see those games out. Um, which, you know, I mean, so you look back, you know, sort of what could have been sort of almost, I mean, we should really be in the top six comfortably when you think about, you know, dropping those points against QPR and, um, you know, playing without a striker for two months, stuff like that. You just think how, how frustrating it is that on what we've seen in the league so that far this season, you know, there's been nothing really terrifying, has there? Um so yeah, it's a bit it's a bit annoying in 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 some respects, but you know I'm not I'm not like <clears throat> I know we're only a point off the playoffs, but I'm not like my expectation isn't that we compete for the playoffs at all, um, and it never has been. Um, I think that'll start changing with some of the fans personally, not not because they just not because it's 
um, unrealistic expectations all of a sudden we should be challenging. And I, th- I think 90% of Southern fans went into this season thinking mid-table, quiet. But I think you know, we've played as long as we have without a striker and got punished for it on, on, on the whole. Got some interesting stats that Mickey Love put together actually to, to go through soon. I think some of the fans will just look and say, well, what have you what have you seen? I'm not, I'm not suggesting, you know, and there'll be a few teams involved. We know what the championship's like. You know, we might just fall short, but I, I think we're going to be in the playoff picture, personally. I've not seen any. I've not seen anything to say that we shouldn't be. Like, when it clicks, it's brilliant for us. Yeah, I'm, I don't... <sighs> Three points think. off it now, and we've played as just had no one point off it. One point off there you go, and we've been hamstrung for as long as we have. Yeah, mm. I, I'm not, I know. I know. I'm not. I'm not like pouring like cold water on. You've been negative. On You've been negative. Being negative. It's, it's just <laughs> my expectation level is just. I finish. I, I was kind of thinking if we finish twelfth, we've had a, a brilliant season, and I don't. I think the statistics of teams that have come up in the playoffs. Um, in the last sort of what five years, I think four have been relegated. So I think only Blackpool have stayed up, and they finished sixteenth. I think so. Yeah. That says if you finish above sixteenth, you come and you play up, up in the playoffs. You've done pretty well. So at the moment, we're doing uh, really well, um, and we're hopefully, if we can keep everyone fit, you know, we don't lose the players in, you know. Batches like we have in certain areas, you know, we could we could be top half of the table near the end of the season. And if you are in the championship, you know you're going to be. I mean, teams miss out on the playoffs by three points and finish eleventh in the championship. You know, it's the way it is. So, yeah. I think I think the playoffs is a, is a a good aspiration to have. I think the the danger is when that becomes an expectation um, because if you miss out on that sixth sixth place and people feel disappointed and down and, and what have you, then I think that that's not, not great, but I don't see any problem, uh, you know, thinking like, well, let's, let's try and try and aim at that six top six places or six spot, whatever you want to look at it. So let's, let's try and try and aim at that and, and see where it goes. I think that the, the the club and Tony Mowbray and before him Alex Neil and and the players have been really quite um, uh, really quite cute uh, over not setting any targets. Um, every time they've been asked, they've 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 all um, avoided not so much avoided the question, but avoided giving an answer. If you like, um, they just say, oh, "I'm not setting any targets, not setting any targets," and that's that's not doing them. Uh, you know any harm whatsoever because it, it stops them from sort of being a hostage to fortune, doesn't it? Then it, it all comes down to what each individual fan has as their own um, target uh, and expectation on there. So I, I think, they, as as Gareth said, I think they're doing really well. I expected Sunderland. Uh, sorry, well, I should say that I went into the season thinking that if Sunderland finish in lower mid table, I'm thinking between twelfth and. 14th say 12th and 15th uh, that would be a, a decent uh, first season back in the championship and as, as Stephen said I've seen nothing up to now and Sunderland have seen what 20 21 of the 23 teams now um, I've seen nothing um, that really fills me with dread I mean 
Burnley for 45 minutes. Um, you know, look, looked excellent. Sheffield United are, are really good, as as we know. But there's been nobody that's uh, that's outplayed Sunderland comprehensively over a full 90 minutes um, up, up to now. Um, so I do think that Sunderland can now possibly revise that expectation instead of looking at lower mid-table. I could now say, well, let's look at upper mid-table. Let's look at, you know, 12th to 10th rather than 12th to 14th or 15th. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. And and, and uh, being honest, I'm not sure I've ever said this before as a fan. I don't want to get promoted this season because I think we are absolutely way off what is required. Um, You know, watching Premier League football as it is, I, I think, you know, these young lads aren't ready for that. And they're clearly, you know, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because you're saying that, but if it, if it gets near the time, you're not suddenly going to, you know, start willing Sunderland to lose, are you? Like, you know, you're going to get behind it and you're going to be all all in it, aren't you? Um, yeah, so I suppose if you if you if you follow that logic through, Stephen, <laughs> you, you know, if if Sunderland were to get promoted um, in the Premier League, it would be, you know, it would be absolute carnage stuff. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to see it. We have seen it before because we remember those fifteen and nineteen point seasons, um, but. So it would be it would be grim times in that, that Premier League season, but you get relegated with a massive sack full of cash, and you can use that that cash to make sure that mm. in future you you're in a better position. But I mean, we're we're jumping miles yeah. and miles and miles ahead here, you know. But I'm I'm just thinking it thinking it through whether even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Logic goes. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I think it would be um, uh, Sunderland would be miles out of their depth if they were to win promotion. Uh, but you could also make a case that it, it might make sense in a financial yeah situation. And, and at least we've got a, a recruitment team in place now. So the the side, you know, you wouldn't just be throwing money around, not really knowing what you're looking for. Mm. So. Um, that would be something that's encouraging. But as I say, look, you know, I think so we've gone from me saying <laughs> my expectation is that we won't finish in the playoffs. To talk about to say, like, getting yeah. relegated from the Premier League <laughs> by, by the end with, of the with podcast, a sack full of cash. Yeah, by the end of the pod, I'm going to be fuming that we aren't um, we aren't all expecting us to go up. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's look, it, it's exciting. We enjoy some of these players. I'll just say now we're not going to have a we're not going to have a break because there's no clear way to cut this up into two sections. So you might hear an advert just. Cut one of us off um, mid-speech. We're going old school with that, so uh, apologies if if that does happen. Um, going through some of the some of the players individually, then um, I think you know I mentioned I touched on 
Evans and Bart there and just reiterating how good those two are. Alongside Danny Bart, I thought Luke O'Nine was excellent as well. Really, really good. Um, he's really settled down to this level now, hasn't he? Like, he always manages to find a way, doesn't he? He always manages to sort of spend a little bit of a, you know, whether it's a new position or step up in division, step up in leagues or whatever. He always, he always initially looks like he's going to struggle and then he always finds a way to just settle things down. And and, and I thought he looked, really looked the part. As somebody who'd never seen him play football before would just have just presumed he's a championship level centre-half. Yeah, he, he, I think he's done done really well, you know. He, he's one of those players, isn't he? Um, you know, sometimes I've described him as being a bit like a Swiss Army knife, isn't he? He seems to be able to cover multiple positions and, and do a job in, in all of them. Um, he's the kind kind of player that coaches love to have um, because he can solve problems for them. Um, you know, as, as we've seen, he can play at centre-half, he can play at right-back, he can play at left-back. He's, he's played in wing-back positions before, obviously in midfield. You know, he, he can he can do all, all sorts and that solves so many problems for a coach. So it, it's no surprise that, that successive managers have, have made him a, a you know, a, a regular starter and he has looked at, at home in the Championship when you consider that Coming into this season, I think he'd only played something like two minutes in the championship uh, when he was at Watford as a as a young lad. So, yeah, um, I mean, I've been been really impressed with him. Mm-hmm. And Gooch is another one, isn't he? And Mick mentioned this on the reaction, Gareth. That had somebody at this stage of last season that somebody had said to you, "You get promoted to the championship, and Lyndon Gooch is going to be is going to be starting right back for you in most games." You just you wouldn't have had that, would you? No. I mean, he still sometimes isn't quick enough to move the ball when he receives it, but I think it would be harsh to nitpick and because generally he's been really good and he's given fullbacks a tough time when he's got forward. I actually thought the the fullback, um, the only I think was for Millwall on that side was really good. Actually, I thought he had a good game because um, he had to deal with Gooch and Andy and Ahmad. Um, and he, it was the only time really he got beaten. Where and we scored from it when he, Gutram passed him and, and cut it back for Pritchard. But Pritchard. it was good he, he got that one chance. He got past. Um, and then you know he picked out a good, a, a difficult ball. Um, to Pritchard who took took his goal pretty well. Um, but defending was a bit, you know the. Keeper, well, yeah, I mean, both, I think the both defenders sold themselves a little bit too easily, and then the keeper wasn't the best of um, attempts to keep the ball out. But um, there's one of those ones where everyone was going, "Will you just shoot? Will you just shoot? Will you just?" Yeah. Shoot? And and, and um, quite funny because a lad who sits in front of me, like after the goal, everyone went, like celebrated and settled down. He went, "I know he scored, but he really pisses off for not shooting earlier there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's good to hit another goal from open play for Pritchard, which is really good after asking for more and um, involved in the um, involved in the uh, second goal. Ahmad's goal well. as well. Yeah. Involved so. in, in the Ahmad. I mean, re- really, I know Ahmad, uh, Ahmad's goal, Ellis Sims will be credited with the assist because he had the last touch, but all the hard work was done by Pritchard. Well, that was a pretty, that uh, a pretty good touch from Sims, mind, <laughs> like to back heel it into the space. Yeah, well, he was trying. He was trying to back heel into the net, wasn't well, he? he? Wasn't going to get there. So, it, well, it did but, in the end via via Ahmad, and that's what counts. In but what, the but what I'm saying is, all the hard work was done by Pritchard in the build-up, wasn't it? You know, 
Yeah, he did, it was. Uh, he did really well. Um, I'm giving him half an assist. I'm giving him half, half an assist. assist. Yeah. Yeah. But don't oh, the, the statisticians start looking at assists of assists Yeah, they go they go back affairs now. Yeah, I think Sims as well. You know, I thought was really good. Um, Excellent. And you know, first half said he thought he did really well. Um, and then you know he came in it was on in the second half. Thought um, Spath just it baffles me when I read some of the comments about him. It's just I find that absolutely bizarre. Like saying he's disinterested or slow. Seems so. Ellis Sims is slow. Apparently, like some people, like what? But what are you? What? What? I can't understand. I can't actually. I don't. I haven't got a logical response for that comment. How can you say he's slow? Sometimes he's got. That, he's got I three yards. Look at his frame, you know, and 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 think that that. Oh well, you know, given the size of him, he must be slow. But I agree. I agree with you. He's certainly not slow. Um, you know, he's. He's pretty rapid, I think. Maybe, maybe not quite as fast as Ross Stewart, but um, you know, I, I, you know, I certainly wouldn't have him marked out as uh, as being a, a a slow striker. Yeah. You know, I think for oh, whatever yeah. reason, it, it, there are players, aren't there? And, and I'm trying to, I'm struggling to think of examples now. Um, but there are players that you've looked at over the years, not necessarily at Sunderland, but other clubs too. Um, and you just think, ah, oh, well, you know, it doesn't do a lot, doesn't do a lot, but you know. Then they then they do the important stuff and 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 I do think that that Sims does do a lot, but maybe some players just give off that look. And I'm not saying that I think that. I'm just trying to get into the heads of people that do feel this this way. Maybe maybe that there is a feeling that that he uh, you know he doesn't do too much, but just suddenly comes alive at uh, you know at the crucial time. Is I don't think just that. Is it just because Ross Stewart well, is so relentless with his chasing defenders down and? You know, he works the pitch from left to right, but people need to understand that's not normal. Not everyone can do that. Not everyone's got the energy you know, reserves to do that. But what Sims does is as well, some of the runs he makes on the blind side of defenders are absolutely brilliant. Like yeah. he'll pick the ball, he'll he'll just drift and pick the ball up in space and he's he's run, you know, across rather than in behind. Um, things like that. His his movement at times yeah. is is excellent and he makes some good runs I don't get. Like all some decent strikers will, any decent striker will make runs that don't get picked out. But he does make some good runs that um, we don't use. Um, That's but, the comparison. I was I was thinking of Gareth. I was thinking of uh, Berbatov, Dimitar Berbatov. Right, okay, he doesn't yeah. do much, does he? He's just a bit lazy. He doesn't look interested. Yeah. But then he goes and does something brilliant. Yeah, he's uh, just world um, class. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah. That's it. yeah, he does nothing until he does, does that world class thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's, it's a bit like that, albeit yeah. you know, in a different world. I don't know. Yeah, I just think he, not he everyone just, has to. Not everyone has to run around. Like sometimes, and he does. He does run around. He does run around, but you, you don't have to like chase down every ball. You know, you got you got to make an intelligent decision as to what what you know when you're gonna influence the game best and using your energy. And I would say. You know that three weeks he's had break to get himself up to speed, fitness-wise, certainly has made a difference because he certainly looked sharper at the week and than he had in the games previous. Even though he did contribute in in yeah. the games that we've um, that we've had yeah. since he's been back. So I think just even forget about his second half performance where he's contributed. You know he's got that assist in the goal in the second half, but just his first half performance when we were in trouble 
just having a focal point there. He was just. Can you imagine if he wasn't playing? We played that game with that many centre forwards and Millwall centre halves could have just went five, ten yards yeah. further forward when they were getting on top of us in the middle anyway. Like yeah. we we wouldn't have been able to cope with it, would we? Yeah. Um, you need an out, you need an outlet and you need somebody that can hold the ball up for you in, in the final third, and that's what he does, and that's what Ross Stewart does. You know, that's that's yeah. that's what Sunderland lacked when they had no strikers available because they didn't have anyone with the the build to do it. Uh, a couple of tweets um, Mickey Loff has, uh, has, has put out, which I thought was interesting, saying that since Ellis Sims has been back on the side, Ahmed scored three goals in five games. Um, they've all been when Sims has been on the pitch. Pritchard's also scored twice after a spool, pool spell of form. That focal point makes a difference for these players who were buzzing around the strike, obviously. Um, and in the five games prior to Sims coming back into the side, we picked up four points. Since his return, we've taken 10 points from five games. Uh, we've not scored without them being on the pitch in that period. He occupies centre halves as well, you know, as well as all those things that we're saying about a focal point and and holding the ball up. He also occupies centre halves, which you know, um, when centre halves don't have somebody to to worry about, then they can pay more attention to the Pritchards and the Ahmads and the rest of the players, can't they? Mm. Ahmad is is the other one again. You know, we could go through the team, couldn't we, from from the weekend and. I, I don't think it was a poor performance, really. I thought Dan Neil was quiet first half and got in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe Clark didn't have his best best game, but you, as as always with Clark, he'll keep keep on running, keep going. Yeah. And but you wouldn't say it was. <laughs> you wouldn't say it was poor. No, you? no, Roberts was a bit meh when he came on. Like only he was a bit to give the ball away about five times. Um, mm. But you know he's one of those players but I where think, he yeah. will do that. But again, it wasn't a. Mm. I'm not not to, apart from those minor things, like you say, everyone everyone contributed. And Ahmad again, like you say, is a he's a level above, isn't he? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's con- yeah. just full of confidence, and he's just full of confidence. That's that's what it is. He's, you know, he's he's. You look at that chance he had in that game earlier in the season. Was it the Blackpool game um, where he's gone through on goal and kind of taken an extra touch? Um, and he kind of the confidence drained out of him. Since then, um, he's kind of gone right. I'm going to do. I'm going to have a bit more self belief, and I think because of the results have been so positive uh, for him personally, in his approach, he's just got better every week. Um, I mean, you know, there'll be there'll be people talking about him. I know the, the, it was mentioned on the reaction, but they were, they were about next season or whatever. But you would have thought he'll be getting the Premier League loan, loan next season. Yeah. yeah. So that's the next. Put yourself in my new shoes. That's the next. Yeah. Thing they're going to want to see, aren't they? They want to want to see him play at that level. So, so when one. Sunderland get promoted, as we've all, yeah, as we've all yeah. acknowledged, is going to happen, um, yeah. then obviously that loan move, yeah, um, would make sense it's, as well. Just uh, a formality, really, Stephen, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, well, it's exactly. Just a, yeah. a matter of when. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. <laughs> um, uh, that one mistake aside, as well, Patterson and goal again. Um, he's somebody else as well. Our team's going to start coming and look at. A team's going to come and start looking at him. He's just so. <laughs> Assured and yeah. in everything he does, just no fuss, but he makes again. Apart from that, you know, where he tried to yeah. pass the ball out and nearly give a goal away, his decision making is is just immaculate. He knows when to come for it, 
you know, he, he knows when to go long, when to go short with it. Um, good shot stopper. Is um, yeah, he's another one who's just grown my confidence, isn't he? And it makes a massive difference having a good keeper. We've been jinxed with that, haven't we, for for the last few years? Maybe maybe he's not even that good. He's just normal. But like we've when we've been watching like Lee Camp and um all of these, you know, insert name here of the keepers we've had um over the last few years. Maybe this is just what confidence looks like. They were overhyping us. Well, Sunderland certainly found out that championship can be tricky if you've not got a decent keeper. They found that out uh, last time they were in the championship, <laughs> yeah, yeah. didn't they? You know, um, that, uh, you know, a goalkeeper gets found out at championship level, certainly. Yeah, well, he hasn't been, has he? Another clean sheet. No, no. Well. I, mean, I don't know how, many, no, I don't know how many that is. I don't know how many that is for the season now, but we've had quite a few, haven't we? Clean sheets. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... You know, we're obviously doing something right. You know, top to bottom. Um, I think the test is going. The test is going to be January and and in the summer. And you know, when the players leave, that will leave. Um, that'll be the test of the model. I think that people discuss because that'll be the point where we've got to we've got to replace a batch of these players have been really successful at a higher level um, with equally competent ones because there will be an expectation. If, say, we finish 10th, the expectation then is you build on that, isn't it? And if you had a situation where you maybe didn't replace the players that leave with competent replacements, are people going to have the patience to accept that? Um so I know again that's the other scenario, isn't it, that we're talking about. Um after we've decided we're definitely gonna get promoted. Um now we're talking about if you if it went the other way and it was a lot tougher next year, um I think there'd be a little less sympathy because that expectation would 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 alter. Um but that's that's gonna be the challenge and they've been rightly praised for the recruitment for, from many parts. Um, and that's that. For me, that's going to be the main test in January as well. I'll say, you know, we discussed we discussed on other pods about who we should bring in, but obviously we need to sign a striker. And the Ross Stewart situation. I mean, that's only going to go like just make peace with the fact that he's leaving. That's what I would say. And it might be in January. When it if it isn't, then it'll be in the summer. So make peace with that. And. It's funny when people like kind of go on about like the critics of Sims and stuff. Sims is exactly the kind of player they'd be looking to replace Ross Stewart with because he's got a lot of a lot of attributes to work with. And he's twenty one. Um he's playing his first season in the championship now. Um and he's got what, five goals, is it? Probably five. five no, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's so level he's, with uh, Ross. Yeah, so he's got what five and eleven, five and twelve, probably. Yeah, I'm not sure how many. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's what you've <clears throat> that that's the kind of play we're going to be bringing in, and people are going to have to accept it. And not this exactly the same. If there's a player who's left, it doesn't mean that they're worse than them. They're just different. You know, you're going to get different styles of player. Um, and you know, I think that's, it could be challenging. Um, 
you know, if you if you have a few bad results. So you got to hope that whatever they do, you know, works. Um, and you can keep I think, like, like you say, Gareth, is is it's going to be the the test of the of the model um, in January and next summer, because at the moment everybody's everybody's on board with the idea that you bring in young, promising players that that you can develop and have got potential. Um, and we've seen players like that arrive, right? Players like like you know Jack Clark and Ross Stewart and you know Dennis Serkin and that can go on and on and on with the names. Um, but the next part of the model is that eventually you sell those players and you make a profit on them and you reinvest that money and you bring in more promising young players. Now, obviously people are on board with the model so far. When you see a Ross Stewart or somebody sold, that's the time when people need to, you know, show some faith and hopefully that faith will be repaid and, you know, adequate replacements will be found because it's easy to have Ross Stewart there and, and then you, you sell him, but then you've got to find someone that can replace him. Um, you know, and, and you're going to be signing somebody out. I mean, obviously, Ross Stewart came as a complete unknown to, I would suggest, just about every Sunderland fan from Ross County. And you might end up with some other left field type uh, striker coming in as replacement. And people are going to go, hang on, where's this? Who's this guy? But that was what people said about Ross Stewart when, when he arrived. Um, not what this guy from Ross County is going to replace Charlie Wyke, and you know, um, fair play to the recruitment staff. You know, he's he's more than done that. So it's it's about getting used to the fact that players are going to move on, but Sunderland have got a recruitment team that can replace them, and that's going to be their test, and it's going to be also a test of people's faith and nerve, isn't it? Yeah. This is going to be an absolute meltdown if Ross Joe comes and starts scoring goals and he gets sold. Just saying. <laughs> I don't understand what well, you're saying, is. James. No, yeah, no, I, I, no, but... you, you're right in what you're saying. They're telling us this yeah. is how they're going to do things. And people are going to, whether it's reluctantly or not, going to have to accept that that's, that's what they're going to do. And, be, and because it's them. the first time, you're, you're, you're absolutely right, Stephen. You're absolutely right. But, you know, but because this is like the first time that, that or this model, at Sunderland is still in its early days. It's still in its first phase, if you like. We haven't yet seen successful players under the model replaced by other successful players. Um, people are going to rightly, given Sunderland's recruitment history in uh, um, you know not even recent years, over a long period, they're going to they're going to you know kick off royally when Ross Stewart or other key players leave. And it's not until the recruitment team managed to replace them properly that people are going to think right okay I can live with that now but yeah you're right in the initial phase it's going to be a leap of faith for fans mm-hmm. certainly is let's see let's see whether that's let's see whether patience is put to the test and <laughs> how quickly that comes around um, of course when something get promoted you probably want to stay and play for us in the in the Premier League right okay well the lads will be back um Later in the week, um, to because it's Monday, isn't it? So I'm not sure when they're planning on on doing the preview. Um, West Brom up next, of course, uh, Monday night game. Um, and we'll see if we can continue uh, this good run of form. So uh, remember the Faith on Tarot um, yeah. charity as well. Um, at Fight for Faith on Twitter, all the details and links you would need if you wish to donate that are on there. 
and obviously uh, Matt and, and you just Fulton, Google fight for fear. Matt and, Matt and uh, the artist formerly known as Rory Fallow um, are um, going to be doing the uh, FDT show live show in Sunderland on the twenty second of December. I think there's still loads of tickets available for that, obviously, because they're doing it. Um, so yeah, buy buy that. No, that no, the the have sold a fair few tickets, so fair play to them for doing it. It should be a bit of a laugh in a, in the name of a good cause. So you can buy them from. I think it's if you poorbeerhouse.com, I think it is. Oh, no, poorindependent.com, sorry, I think is the website where you can buy the tickets. If I've got that wrong, sorry. It's Google not. It. It's not even a good cause. It's, this is this is last. It's lit, it's yeah. literally this girl's life. Yeah. She 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 you know. Yeah. She, she needs it. It is life and death. It's out black and white. Um. So, you know, as I said before, if every single person listening to this drops a couple of quid, then that's making a massive massive difference. So, yeah, that'd be great if you could do that. The lads will be back later in the week to preview the game. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.